Blog Talk Radio. Well, I would say three. The first time 
he was pretty much on the practice squad. He wouldn't get he didn't get no playing time at all. But three times against this team, you know, was something special. Last time he went to Carolina, he was targeted twelve times and caught six of those passes for 105 yards. This matchup in week six, pretty much the same thing, as he was targeted 12 times in this matchup, and he had caught eight of those balls. So that was, so he still was on pace. My fault, let me take that back. He was targeted 13 times, caught 11 of those passes for 126 yards, and yes, of course, when Adam Dillon is on the field, chances are he's going to cross that goal line. But when he, um, but with this touchdown that he had, it was really, really special. It was one of, I would say, one of his best catches of his career. And let me let me explain. In the third quarter, two minutes and thirty seconds remaining in that quarter, the Vikings faced third and goal from the Panthers' five yard line. Now, quarterback Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins received the ball from shotgun formation, went in play action as he rolled towards his right. Then all of a sudden, you just saw him just do a dart like a bullet. Right to Adam Dillon, who was at the post corner, um, coming to the first pile, coming to the pylon um, out of bounds. So when he threw the pass, when he rifled the pass there, Adam was draped. He was he couldn't he you know Keith Taylor Jr. quarterback from the Panthers. You could not cover Adam Dillon better than the way he did. But Adam Dillon on his knees extended his hands, and the ball was thrown so perfectly with velocity that Kirk Cousins when he threw the ball, the ball kind of hit Adam Dillon in the face, but Adam still grabbed the ball with both his hands. And you guys, now most of you guys probably never held the NFL ball, but an NFL ball is definitely very hard. And, you know, the, the pressure inside the football is, like, really thick, and the ball can slip right through your hands. And to be able to catch that NFL ball on that level is amazing. So imagine you have this, you know, this ball being thrown Directly to your face, you have to make the adjustment. Adam Thielen made the adjustment, caught the pass on both his knees before he had rolled out of bounds. Did did not take the officials long to realize and recognize that the the call on the field at the touchdown was to stand. It was confirmed. Touchdown pass um, from Cousins to Adam Thielen once again. This had marked Adam Thielen's 21st, 21st time in his career that he had over 100 yards a season. That was an amazing game. And Adam Thielen's um, career is trending. It's trending, vote. It's trending. Not going on the limb and saying a Hall of Fame player, but he's definitely going to get his name in that ring of honor and uh, for, the, uh, for the Minnesota Vikings stadium. That's for sure. That's something I think that he's pretty much setting himself up for. So that was a great game output. As you know, the Vikings had won that game to get to 500. But his teammate and also fellow, in the third regional combine standout, C.J. Ham had the longest run of his NFL career when early in the third quarter he broke out for a 30-yard game. 30-yard game from this solid, one of the best Pro Bowl fullbacks in the league. He got he got the um, he actually had to carry the ball for the longest yards he ever had in his career for 30 yards. Now that was just one side of the ball. That was just one side of the ball in this matchup with the Vikings. Now. On the Panthers side, this was building up as we was previewing last week, week six, what to watch out for because we knew that Adam Dillon and the Vikings had to get to 500. Can Adam Dillon help the team get to 500? And also in that matchup, Brandon Zilstra. Brandon Zilstra was um, a former Viking who came through the process himself um, in 2017 
did not get all, did not get into the NFL right away, but he went to the Canadian League where he had played for the Edmonton Eskimos, became an all-star, which is equivalent to the NFL's Pro Bowl player. So he became an all-star in 2017. Came to the NFL, signed with the Vikings. The part that made it even interesting was that um, Adam Thielen was one of his idols. So they had had interaction before in the past when he was trying, when, when uh, Brandon was trying to go through the process to get into the NFL he and Adam had conversations then about how he uh, how he should approach it. Adam said, "Work out as many workouts as he possibly can." I'm quite for sure he told him about the regional combine. That's how he came through the process. That's what ha- helped him get to the um, CFL, and that helped him to get to the NFL. 2018, he was on the practice squad for the uh, Vikings. Signed in the offseason 2019 with the Carolina Panthers, and now Brandon is ready to take off. Brandon is having himself a solid season. Had his first touchdown reception for a touchdown early in this year. So that was definitely a great thing for him. But coming into this game, it was a situation going up against the Vikings that we know that he was hoping, he was hoping, you know, to be able to compete uh, in, a, in a big way in this game. In this matchup, he did haul in three passes in this matchup for 32 yards. He finished second on the team in reception for three for 32 yards, and he almost he almost scored um, as he was fighting to try to get to at least to the four-yard line but fell down before he got a chance to really extend himself into the end zone. So he definitely had a solid matchup. Um, he definitely had a solid game against his former team and also with his against his mentor. Now, Julian, Julian Stanford, linebacker for the Panthers, and Sam Franklin, they both finished with two tackles and Brevin Roy, defensive tackle for the Panthers, he had a tackle, but he also had a forced fumble that he had caused on um, Justin Jefferson late in the first quarter in that matchup. So across the board, the NFL Regional Combine players represented in this matchup between the Vikings and the Panthers. You listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you guys can hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Gary Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker dashreport.com. Okay, moving on. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs took their talents to the nation capital to face the Washington football team. The Washington football team, excellent linebacker, Cole Holcomb. And we know that the Washington football team's defense is not living up to what everyone was expecting coming into the 2021 season, including myself. I thought this team was trending to at least be a top five, top seven defense based off the way how they finished the previous year, but they're not there just yet. Maybe they still try to work the kinks out, you know, but however, they're not playing up the par. But the best part, Cole Holcomb, linebacker, middle linebacker from four, Washington football team is doing everything he possibly can to help make this team even more competitive on the defensive end, so on the defense side of the ball. Now, this match, now this matchup, Cole Holcomb had 10 tackles. He also had a sack when Patrick Mahomes was trying to scramble. He also had a forced fumble. So he pretty much across the board had a solid, solid game across the board for the Washington football team in this matchup. So that was a good a good, a good game by another veteran who came through the process. Now, on the offense side of the ball, I would say um, for, the, for the Tennessee Titans wide receiver, Nick Westbrook and Nick Heineke, I'm Heineke. Westbrook is really showing 
to the Titans that they had something special there. Knowing that Julio Jones, who can't stay healthy, you know, although he, he came back and played, but he's going to get broken up by the end of the season. We know that um, AJ, um, um, uh, AJ Brown, we know that he's going to, you know, he's battling back from an injury. He's reliable. He's going to be there. But he's definitely going to need an ace there. Now, Carlos Rogers from Grambling State University, I will be talking about him on another show. He is showing out on that team. But I'm telling you, Nick Westbrook, I'm telling you, this young man is really showing it. In the Monday night game, he really, um, really, you know, went to work in this matchup, which was really, which was really cool that I really enjoyed the most about in this matchup because he, like I said, he filled the stat sheet in a major, major way in this game. He had a huge tackle to start the, um, the, uh, the to start the, uh, what, the fourth quarter, or for the, the second half. Huge hit. And you'll check this out on the podcast that I have on YouTube where they had a video version where he said you'll see the hit that he had laid out in this game. Solid game, um, solid hit there. Also set up a big block for Derrick Henry to break out to that 76-yard touchdown run where he held still off the edge to the right-hand side, and that's when you saw Henry take the uh, ball down the field to the house for a score. But on the last drive, the last critical drive that the Titans had, to to take the lead, Nick Westbrook had three huge catches in that drive. He had one for 14 yards, one for five yards, and that eight-yard reception that he had converted the first down when they faced third and six on the Bills' 30-yard line. That helped kept the drive going, and then a couple of plays later, that's when we saw King Henry take the took the ball off for a 13-yard touchdown for the, the eventual game-winning score. So Nick had a solid, solid game across the board with his blocking and blocked several times in that matchup. That big hit he had on special teams, and for him to come up in the clutch in the fourth quarter for the Titans in a situation where they knew they had to get a touchdown in order to eventually beat the Buffalo Bills. So that was a solid, solid matchup that Nick Westbrook Aneki had for the Tennessee Titans. So that was pretty much what happened with the regional guys in week six. We're going to take a quick pause. We're going to talk about who to watch out for in week seven, some matchups, and then we're going to talk about some more players who will be evaluating for the 2022 season. You guys, as you know, listen to Locker Talk on the Bastion News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars from tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDashboard.com. Everybody stay locked in. We were right back. Okay, everyone, you know, Fridays is Feature Artist Friday, how we always feature the artists from 5 to 5.30 Eastern Standard Time on the Bachelor News Radio Network by Airtime.pro. Today, we're going to feature the one and only Charlie Wilson, yes, the former lead singer of the Gap Band. And, yes, we will have some of the Gap Band music played as well. Now, I would tell you, during the time when Charlie came out of it, started back up the surface, I thought off the, uh, off the back, I'm a year younger, I thought it was an older guy that finally got a record deal. And I realized, no, this was the Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band. The best thing about it, he reinvented himself. And during that particular time, especially coming out in towards the, the early 2000s, coming out of the um, late um, 1990s, the early 2000s, when you started to see artists starting to reinvent themselves, making themselves relevant, 
thanks to some help, you know, with Snoop Dogg and some other people that had came into his career to help get him reinvented to R. Kelly's of the world. I feel bad for R. Kelly, but he put on himself. But anyway, Charlie uh, Wilson, make sure you check him out today. He's our featured artist from 5 to 5.30. And then make sure, Whispering Softly, on Sundays from 8 to midnight, where you listen to just nice love songs, groove love songs. Yes, folks, I know most of the music that we hear out there is garbage. You know, it's not the best. But thank God for what Bachelor, <laughs> uh, Bachelor News Radio Network Pro is featuring some good good tunes for us old heads and for those young bucks that really want to hear some good music. So make sure you guys stay locked in. Welcome back to Locker Talk, where you on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL starts tomorrow today. I'm your host Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDashboard.com, and please make sure you guys go to. Um, to check out the awesome site of LockerDashport.com and also all my social handles on Twitter, the Locker underscore report, uh, Instagram, LockerReport100, all small cats on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also follow me on the Locker Talk podcast on YouTube. Go and subscribe today. Now, here we go. Jumping right into what to look for in week seven of the NFL in regards to the players from the NFL Regional Combine. Now, we talked a little bit about with, with Nick Westbrook, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans in week seven. So we talked about, I mean, week six, we saw how he was able to really come out and be aggressive and help this, you know, help the team get that win over the Buffalo Bills. Now, it's not over yet. We got another tough game, another tough matchup as these guys go and take on the Kansas City Chiefs. They will host the Kansas City Chiefs, so they will be at home. So that's a good thing. Can Nick Westbrook and Nicky do it again? He's been showing consistency all season long. Let's see if he can continue to do this against an opponent who they definitely have to deal with in the postseason as the Chiefs, is, uh, who are the reigning AFC Conference champions. These two teams will cross paths again. There's no doubt about it. These two teams are powerhouses in this conference, they will lock horns once again. It's always good to get a matchup in the regular season. Not saying that it's going to count whether if you um, that, that if you're going to debut whoever the victor is, that they're necessarily going to win in the postseason. That don't mean anything. You know, everything changes when you get the postseason. Atmosphere changes, the style of the game increases, speed, the urgency, everything increases during the postseason. So we're not going to use that as a staple saying this is what's going to happen in the postseason they meet. However, familiarity helps out. Confidence helps out. And this is one of those situations where you're going to have a young player who was an NFL regional combine lister to have to gain that confidence, not only going up against a team in a parallel situation. So it's really good to be able to get these games out in the regular season because mentally it can help going into the postseason. So Nick Westbrook and Nicky, can he do? Can he continue with the excellent play that he's been bestowing for the Titans all season long? The goal against the Chiefs when the Chiefs come to town. Watch out for number 15 for the Tennessee Titans. And then on the, on the Chiefs side, watch out for number 51, Mike Dana. Mike Dana is having himself an excellent year, shifting from the Mike position in the middle linebacker, and they playing him a lot more on the edge of the defensive rusher because he is so fast, he is so quick, so athletic. And the way how he was getting to the quarterback last year from the linebacker position, 
Steve Spagnuolo, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, said, hey, let's try to put this guy on the edge and see if it'll cause some havoc, you know, on defense. Now, we know the Chiefs defense is not, you know, super strong just yet, but coming around, coming around, him getting acclimated with a new position will pay dividends um, for Mike Dana and the Chiefs as they continue their stretch run to try to get to to make uh, some postseason magic once again. So watch out for that matchup with those guys there. Now, uh, Will Holcomb, I mean, Cole Holcomb, watch the football team go to Green Bay. Let's see. Last week he finished with 10 tackles. They're going to still need that type of effort from him to try to stop the great Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer. Definitely going to need more from him in that matchup when they go up against that. Now, also, haven't heard much from Mike Thomas, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. They take on the Baltimore Ravens as they come to town. So you definitely want to keep your eyes out on that. Brandon Zilstra and these guys with the Carolina Panthers, need they need to get a win. They're about to go up against the New York Giants. This is a game that they can get. Now, also on this side, you know, we have um, uh, Elijah Penny, fullback for the New York Giants. He's a solid player. Let's see which one of those teams, one of those teams is going to win. Let's see what reason combine player is going to help them in their endeavors to get to the next level. And for the Colts, and that was Colts need a win. They need more from what they got in that Sunday night game. So Kenny Moore the second, start off strong. Let's see what he can do to help get his team on the in the um in the win column as the season is somewhat starting to get away from this very good Indianapolis coach team now. Here we go, folks. We're going to talk about some players. Now, of course, you know, guys never heard of these guys, you know, these small school players. But that's where we come in and come, come at and lock com, giving you guys some insight on players to watch out for for the 2022 season. So you'll tell how excited I'm definitely am. Now, we're talking, we have been talking about the ball carriers. Now today we're going to get into some pass catches. Now, pass catches. Start with Austin P. D'Angelo Wilson. D'Angelo Wilson, 5'9", 170 pounds. Mr. Wilson is an excellent route runner. I mean, to come from a small school, you know, you always have a lot of obstacles. And each position commands a certain attribute that you need for scouts to say, okay, let's give him a shot. When we talk about wide receivers, the first thing you come to your mind is that the guys got not a catch, and these guys got to have speed. So right off the bat, we know that that's the the prime thing when we talk about wide receivers. Got to have some speed. Got to know how to catch. We know that right off the bat. But there's also one other thing that is not taken for granted, where a lot of young players and small school players in particular do not necessarily work on on a consistent basis. But we're hoping that it starts to filter down, and that is route running. Route running is essential in the NFL on the foot of offense because the quarterback has to know that you are disciplined enough to be able to be at the spot where the team needs you to be, where the quarterback needs you to be. And being able to be an excellent route runner is huge. Fortunately for Mr. Wilson, he is an excellent route runner, and that's going to allow him to at least, at least, have an opportunity to get in front of scouts. Now, he's also very smart, highly intelligent, very crafty and savvy, great awareness, know how to get to his spot, has soft hands, 
agile, very quick, great in the slot. Make, uh, he also works the middle of the field very well. They catch the ball at the highest point, even at the uh, even at the height of five nine one seventy. He still catches the ball at the highest point, showing that he has excellent leaping ability. Very slippery, very calculated. He's definitely next level talent and solid game speed. But he also has what I call situational awareness. He no situation is too big for him. No situation he will not get 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 away from him. So he's definitely ready and primed in situations when the team needs someone to make that play. Now, Jermaine Winton Jr. from Slippery Rock. Now, this guy is very exciting. 5'9", 190 pounds. In one word, this young man is electric. He's pretty much, he pretty much has home run elite speed, breakaway speed. Yes, he has he – he's not a create separation, solid route runner, dangerous in the slot, and just dangerous in the, in the open field. Incredible in traffic, great hands and feet, great anticipation. His awareness and his vision, top-notch. Definitely have all that. The whole package, very elusive, has wiggle, solid plant and go, and solid stop, start and go. He's a legitimate playmaker. Next level skill set, like I said, very polished, and he's also a solid return man. So Jermaine White, Jr., for Slippery Rock. Watch out for him. And also his teammate, Henry Litwin, 6'1", 195 pounds, definitely a little taller side. But for his uh, for his ability, his leaping ability, this dude jumps out the building. Solid, solid leaping ability. Great feet and balance, good awareness, very calculated, strong hands, but soft at the same time. He's very strong. He's not afraid of contact, very calculated. He's a complete athlete. He know how to work the sidelines very well. Consistent in making hand catches. The ball rarely touches his body when it's time for take a pass. Um, take a catch. His hands are always out there making hand catches, and he know how to work the field very, very well. So watch out for these two wide receivers coming from the same program as Slippery Rock. Now, Lenny Moore the fourth from Mama, 5'10", 190 pounds. He plays big in critical situations. Very good and situationally, not afraid of the moment. He, he too, pretty good in the special team. Great speed, dangerous at the catch, period. As soon as he gets the ball in his hands, it's it, it lights out. He was going to make something happen. Very elusive, another solid route runner, great anticipation, good feet and hands. His, now, his double move <laughs> that he executes on the field, I, I, I will go and say that's an elite status already. His double moves is really good. I mean, he definitely will, he definitely will, I guarantee, give an opportunity, and he lines up across that defensive back who came from a big school or a veteran in the league. They're going to have a rude awakening, rude awakening when they line up against this guy because more his footwork is fantastic, really, really good solid footwork. Has balance control, very patient, yet aggressive when he needs to. Manipulates defenders, defenders very well, and he also moves very well without the ball. So that's another good solid attribute that Lenny Moore before from Mammoth Pass. So definitely watch out for this guy. Rashard Henry. Rashard Henry actually transferred from St. From Francis in PA and transferred to Virginia. He's 6'2", 195 pounds, 
He catches the ball at the highest point. Very athletic, agile, solid leaping ability, good acceleration, breakaway speed, always makes sure he, he stays inside the quarterback's vision so the quarterback will know where he's at. He's great in traffic, solid in space, dangerous in the slot in the open field, very strong, shifting, excellent route runner, and also he's I would say that he's he's really good at, at being a, a, a more like a quick hitch receiver. You know, as soon as the ball is snapped, quick hit on a hitch, on the flat, when he gets the ball in his hand, he can make things happen. A lot of receivers are not really good on a hitch or in the flat, where as soon as they catch the ball, they automatically turn to a running back and have to be patient enough to watch his blockers develop for him. So he definitely has a solid, solid play there. Now, that's going to come to the conclusion of today's show. Next week, we're going to talk about what the regional combine players did for week seven and look at what happens in going forward in week eight and also talk about some more players to evaluate heading up to the 2022 NFL season. Thank you guys for tuning in to Lack of Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. You'll hear about NFL starts tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Lockerdashport.com. And make sure you guys follow me on all my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore report, on Instagram, LockerReport100, all small cats, Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also Locker Talk on Facebook. But go to YouTube. Go to YouTube right now. Subscribe to the podcast, Locker Talk Podcast on YouTube. We're growing. Make sure you guys are a part of this movement. And also make sure you tune in. Where you listen to this show at a scheduled time. All right, Miss Yanni Knott, she's on her way. Make sure you stay locked in. A dose of dime show. Come on, Yanni. Keep kicking butt, girl. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say today. So stay locked in. The dose of dime with our very own Yanni Knott. Everyone have a great one. Stay blessed. Poppies, it is Yanni, your DJ and dance junkie with today's dose of the dimes. And I am here on the Bachelor News Radio Network, and I am so happy to be here, guys. I am getting myself set up to go online. There was a little technical difficulty, but that is okay. I am here for you. If you want to get in on the fun, uh, if you want to find out what's going on here on the dose of the dime, you want to call in. It is 646-929-0130. Again, 646-929-0130. But you can always catch me on my um, web, I'm sorry, not my webpage, but my, um, yeah, it is my webpage, www.thedjdimes.com, where you can look at podcasts, you can look at blogs, you can look at a couple of things that I got going on. Also, you can catch me on my Facebook group, A Dose of the Dime Radio Show, and it is a public group, so feel free to drop in leave a comment. We talk about different relationship questions like every day. So definitely come in, sit down, said, you know, let's let's talk about some things. So last week, last week we talked um red flags. And there were some things that I wanted to make sure that we kind of uh, went back over. One, red red flags are nothing more than um warning signs. That's what red flags are. They're warning signs. And they're, they're very general. Now, please understand, 
that a lot of people came to me and they were like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm toxic. And it's like, listen, we all have these toxic traits. It is a thing that is unfortunately because we all have messy pasts. Most of us have had some kind of drama somewhere or, you know, some way, shape, or form. So we all have traits that can be perceived as toxic, okay? So all of us somewhere along the line have red flags. And the thing is, are you working on it? And that's the thing. Are you working on it, okay? So we talked about the fact that uh, a lot of people kind of misconstrue preferences for um, red flags, and it's not the same thing, okay? So if you prefer uh, a dark-skinned guy, then that's your preference. But a light-skinned guy is not a red flag, (laughs) okay? Again, if you prefer a sister with natural hair, That's fine. It doesn't mean a girl with weave is a red flag. Those are preferences, and those are different, absolutely different from somebody who has a red flag like they um, occasionally bounce checks. That's a red flag. That's That's not a preference. You don't want that in your life, for sure. Nobody wants that in their life, okay? Um. And we also talked about the difference between preferences and non-negotiables. A non-negotiable, so you should be like a whole tiered organization, okay? And when I say that, like, you should be like, what does Steve Harvey say? Ford Motor Company, okay? You have to get in on the ground floor. The ground floor are your non-negotiables, the things that you are not willing to compromise on. The things like, again, for me, it was um, having a car. And these are just to get into the interview. Having a car, having your own place, having some type of job or career that you're working for, okay? And a lot of people used to uh, get bit out of shape about, well, um, you know, what guys always make preference, you know, um, what is it called, exceptions for women, and they go and we take care of them, and, and that's fine. That is a choice. My non-negotiables, I want the person to have what I have so that we can be equally yoked. I prefer a man with a kid. Because he needs to know that my kids come first. And having someone who does not have a kid is not that they don't know. It may be, though, that sometimes they may not understand that when I say I'm talking to my kids, you may not hear from me for the rest of the night because I'm talking to my kids. And that's the thing, okay? You want to have somebody who has uh, pretty similar preferences but not necessarily the same because, of course, you guys can, can enable each other to death, and that's a real thing for sure, too. So I wanted to make sure I went over that, and that's okay. We've, we've gotten that out of the way. But I did also want to address, because I had a couple of questions about drama. Okay. So we talked about drama being one of the one of a big red flag, and not just um, – I talked about baby mama slash baby daddy drama, okay, as that being a thing. Now, hear me out. It's not necessarily that people bring drama to you because I got to tell you, people bring drama to everybody, okay? It is how you handle it, how that person handles it, and how often is it? Like, is this going to be something that will be for the rest of your life? That's the thing. So people say, oh, you know, we have just 18 years. No, no, your children will always be your children. It's going to always be something. It may not be as much, but it's going to always be something that you guys have to communicate about. So that's why co-parenting is so important and getting a good relationship and boundaries set in place 
is so important because you still have to communicate even after they turn 18. It is, I promise. I listen, my first, <laughs> I have been through it. It is a thing for sure. So, understanding that someone outside of your relationship can bring drama into your relationship, what do they do? Now, for one, I did have a friend, and um, I hope she won't shoot me for sharing this, but she uh, was dating a guy, and her baby daddy brought all kinds of drama to her, and the guy that she was dating did. Now, was that absolutely her fault? Probably not. There's probably nothing that she could do to stop that. But that was a red flag for her looking at this other guy. Now, if he'll step out on some minute baby daddy drama, what is he going to do when things really get hard? What happens if they have a kid together? What happens if something really goes wrong? Then what? So you also want to look at when you have a situation, how do people deal with you? If they bounce, like at the drop of a hat, they bounce, that might not be the one because you want somebody that's going to be able to hold you down when you got stuff um, because life is messy. And that brings me to my next point. Not just so much so <laughs> um, are they drama-filled because people can be drama-filled, of course. You know what I mean when I say drama-filled. Everything is a whole full-stage production of, of what happens. But are they messy too? Are they petty on top of that? So if y'all have a situation going on, are they reaching out to other people to tell everybody else about that? And I don't mean their girlfriend, their boyfriend, you know, the, the homies that they normally kind of talk to. I'm talking about do they go outside of your relationship and talk to Jim, John, James, and whomever to deal with whatever's going on with your relationship. Real thing. You don't want somebody that's messy. You don't want your stuff in the streets. And obviously you do not want somebody to share all your moves on Facebook or on Instagram. And Facebook's for the old people. But on Instagram, on Snap, on anywhere, on any type of social media, you want that stuff to stay in-house um, and with the exception of abuse, obviously. I'm going to always say that, okay? So the drama, that one can be a little bit more flexible. That could be a yellow light, not a red, not a red flag. It could be a yellow flag um, because, again, everybody has drama. Everybody has something that goes on. So the goal is, as I always say, uh, my Baba Jay used to tell me, is at the end of the day, uh, can you sleep next to this person's crusty feet? Is their drama so minute that it's okay that you guys stay together? That's the real thing, okay? Um, so, yeah, baby drama, baby mama drama, baby daddy drama, that stuff happens. The other thing I wanted to say is um, when we talked about mommy issues and daddy issues, those are also real things, and unfortunately, a lot of us have those types of dramas. Now, I don't have daddy issues. My dad was very, very um, uh, influential in my life, but my mom was not present, so there are some things that, you know, I lack as well. Does that mean it's a red flag non-negotiable? Mm, maybe not. Maybe there's some things you can work with. So when we talk about red flags, understand that there's some leeway on either side. Can you deal with this drama? The red that the problem is there. And once you know that the problem is there, you can move forward and decide you can deal with this or decide that you can't. Like men, um, and I say men, oops, that came out of my, my mouth real easy, but 
I've heard this a couple of times, and it's normally for men, like women can't take the truth. It's not that we can't take the truth. Maybe some can't. Let, let me say that. Maybe some can't. Just because you tell me the truth does not mean I have to stay. Just because you tell me, yeah, you know, this is who I am and, you know, doesn't mean that I have to say, and me not wanting to say is not me not handling the truth. Me not wanting to say means, nah, that's not the kind of drama I want to deal with. So when you are dealing with red flags and you're dealing with drama, you just, it's a, it's a choice. It gives you that option to decide, is this something I want to deal with or do I want to keep pressing? Okay, so the other thing we talked about was matching end goals. And this one we didn't um, brush up as much as I wanted to. You need to make sure that the person that you're dealing with is matches your end goal. If you want marriage and they don't, you guys need to talk talk about that. I dated a guy for three years. He did not want marriage. He but he talked about it to pacify, and you don't want that. Okay, you need to put on the plate on the on the steps. Is this something that you want? Okay. And that's real, because what if you don't want it? What if you don't really want a relationship? What if you just want to vibe? That's something that should be addressed, okay? Um, and watch out for people that are pacify you with, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, we'll think about it. We'll talk about it. No, talk about it now. Make moves now. If you wait and you get involved and you have feelings attached, then that's the problem. Another thing is unrealistic expectations. So what does that mean? Um, I talked to a guy who just told me I was perfect and that, you know, he didn't tolerate fighting. And I was like, well, first of all, I'm not perfect at all by any far stretch. It means I got issues. But I am open and receptive about them and, and working on them. But also, um, and that's the name of the game, is just knowing where you are and working on those things. But then the other piece is, yeah, we're going to fight. Now, I, I will not be disrespectful, but I, there is no way, shape, or form that two people that get close to each other are never going to fight. That is unrealistic, absolutely unrealistic. That is going to happen. It's going to happen. But it's how you fight that you want to make sure that you know. Um, I had a client who uh, met this guy that had head over heels in love with him. They were together for like six months and she takes out her birth control. And I'm like, Oh, stop, full stop. What are you doing? And she was like, well, you know, I think we should just have, no, why are you having babies with somebody? And they hadn't had a fight at all. I said, you don't know how dirty this person can get. You need to see somebody in all their avenues. I'm not saying start a fight, never, but you do want to see how somebody when they get into a confrontation or an argument, how do they deal with that type of stuff? Are are they petty? Are they messy? Are they throwing things? Or are they silent treatment, which can be devastating to somebody who uh, has anxiety, which she does? So these things are something you want to consider, not just consider, but talk about. Because at the end of the day, yeah, especially bringing a baby into the mix. Once you bring a baby into the mix, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it's a whole thing, okay? Um, meeting each other halfway, that's something that you want to make sure that you guys can do. Um, if you are like I am, 
I believe I am an extrovert. I think I'm an ambivert, but because I, I also require time down. But an extrovert is a person that can be out in public, be out in public spaces and parties and events, and they gain energy from that. An introvert is somebody who cannot tolerate long time in crowds. They require um, time down, time to themselves. The pandemic, <clears throat> the uh, quarantine was perfect, absolutely perfect for people who are introverted, Okay. So definitely that's something that you want to think about. Do you guys match in that sense? Are you going to want to go out all the time when your introverted partner is going to be like, yeah, no, I'll pass. And for extroverted people, is that going to make you sad? That's the thing because we want to go out and we want to share. So you don't want to go out with me? Why not? Well, we haven't been out in forever. But an introverted person requires that time, that rest, that space to just be themselves, and that's a whole thing, man. Ooh, listen, okay, so you want to make sure that you guys can meet each other halfway, and you're not sensitive about that type of situation because, uh, unfortunately, man. Okay, so I had a question in the comments. This is, what is petty? Okay, so petty is, and that's Ms. Sheru. Hey, Ms. Sheru, thank you for tuning in. Um, petty is... Knowing the situation, knowing that you're in an argument, making it worse. Like, mm, God, I'm trying to think of a uh, – <laughs> snubbing somebody on top of them. If you know somebody is upset, doing that extra little jab to let them know that you know that they're upset and you keep going. It's it's a, it's a underhanded, petty – petty is, 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 is immature – it is. It's immature. We want to say it's, it's just immaturity. It's, it's um, doing that extra stuff when you really don't have to. It's uh, when you see somebody um, down and struggling, like tripping them to make them fall, to add that extra off to it. That's that pettiness that's, that they have going on. Oof. <laughs> um Definitely. Okay, so I have my doorbell ringing. I am not sure why. I apologize. We're going to keep this moving, though. Mm, okay. Titles. Titles and situationships. Um, if a title is important to you, you need to make that known. If a title is important to you, if having the goal is important to you, you need to make that known. Um, again, There are some people who will pacify you and say, we're just doing this, and it'll, it'll be okay. If a title is important, if you need to be a girlfriend, if you need to be a boyfriend, if you want to be their man, if you want to be their woman, if you eventually want to be a wife, these are things that you need to let them know up front. And if they're not okay with giving you titles, then you need to make sure within yourself that you're okay with that. Do not play yourself. Do not play yourself. There are situationships and has what it, what it um, data say entanglements that have gone on for years, for years. And the person was like, "Well, I, I, you know, we're in a relationship." And they're like, "No, we're not. I never said that." These are things that you want to make sure that you take care of, that you want to um, talk about before you get invested in your feelings, because of course. Once you're in your feelings, it is harder for you to shift, change, and move around. And that's the thing, okay? 
So we'll want to make sure that you're, we have matching life goals for sure, okay? I do want to pause for the cause. Just for I'm, I'm a little bit late on that, but I'm going to pause for the cause, take a brief break. I want to ma- mention that we have Feature Album Friday. Now, listen, this one is very special to me because I am from Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the house. Oh, look, I still have my skull shirt on. We are still Halloweening it up in here. So, listen, um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the house. We have Charlie Wilson as our feature artist for our Feature Album Friday. And in his, they're going to include some music from the Gap Band. And uh, no one is... Uh, told you about the Gap Band. Allow me to uh, enlighten you. Gap Band is the name of several streets that these gentlemen lived on in Tulsa. Did I mention that? Um, and it's a <laughs> definitely. And so Greenwood, Archer, and Pine. And so they all lived on these streets, which is not too far from where I stay. And they got together and they made this band. And of course, the rest is history. But yes, man. Charlie Wilson, including some music from the Gavin, that is going to be a turn up for sure. So if you are into old school music or even some new school music, you definitely want to tune in. It's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern, again, or 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You know, my Tulsa peeps, hey, actually my Oklahoma peeps, because we all represent the Gavin. Understood that, okay? And that's going to be at www.thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Thebachelornews.airtime.pro. And bachelor said B-A-T-C-H-E-L-O-R, news.airtime.bro, okay? Then I also want to put you on to some games if you're interested. All right, so whisper softly. That is a sweet, sexy type of time where they play nothing but old, sexy songs where um, just slow jams, kind of setting the mood, kind of like a quiet storm type of deal. And that's Sunday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course. Um, that's also on the bachelor.airtime.pro. So I hope you tune in to that because, you know, we all need a little quiet storm in our life. Listen, set that move, pull that one. It's Friday. What are we doing here? Oh, okay, so I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Got to move forward because I have not gotten into a, a chunk of my stuff, and it's the whole whole thing, and I probably will end up doing this again next week. Um, so... We talked about core values, and when I mean core values, I mean the big topic, money. Do you have a checking account? Are you working towards, are you in this as a job? Are you working towards long-term employment? Are you trying to set a career? Are you going to school? What is it that you guys are doing, and do you guys match? There was a time when, you know, I worked full-time and I went to school full-time because, you know, I was trying to get my master's degree. And so, um, and I also had kids. So there was my, my time for a relationship was very limited. And if somebody does not understand that or if somebody is not on board with that, it's very important that you know up front and now. If you are, if you have somebody that's working a normal nine to five, and I say this with all love and, and respect because we need you guys, um, but if you have somebody that, you're, that works a normal nine to five, they may not understand your goals. They may not understand why you push yourself so hard, and that might end up being a point of conflict later. So definitely you want to make sure that you guys are on point with that. You know, my time is like my finance, so if you waste my time, it's like an insult to me because I run from one thing to the next. Someone that just does nothing and does not understand the concept and, and the currency of time, it's a tick, it ticks me off. It's a piss offer for me. It's a, I, I get to that pissosity moment. Like, listen, I just gave you my time. That's a problem. 
because I'm due. I'm doing a lot of stuff. So you just want to make sure that you guys are in alignment. Religion is a big one. Now, there are people who can get along and, and vibe in relationships and be different religions, but the vast majority of us take religion very deeply into our spiritual core. So if somebody, say, is a Muslim and you're a Christian, that might be a cause for contention later on because as Christians, they're taught to convert. And if you don't convert your husband or, you know, is that going to be a part of a, a point of a problems later on? I mean, that's, those are the questions that I need you to ask yourself. And definitely look for these red flags. And I'm just saying to make a relationship work, not necessarily that if they're a Muslim, that's a red flag. Please understand that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if they're a different religion from you, you might want to take that into consideration because eventually if you're going to have a long-term relationship, you're going, they're going to meet your mom or your dad or your grandmother. And if grandma says, well, they're not a Christian, are you going to break up with them? If grandma doesn't like the fact that they're uh, practicing African religion, are, are you going to break up with them? These are the questions that you have to ask yourself. And, you know, politics. I have seen it within this last election, break not necessarily break up homes, but become a problem in homes. If you are a conservative and you have a liberal spouse, that's going to be some problems, especially when, the, when you know, definitely these different things come up, you know, the politically. Or consider uh, your views on abortion. What happens if your significant other or you get pregnant and you want an abortion and they don't? These are things that you need to comment or talk about and discuss. These are things that you want to make sure that you have up front and together. Now, again, you don't have to be the same but you have to at least be on the same page, at least on the same page. Because, you know, the same, obviously, is there's no room for growth. But your needs need to be on the same page. So then I'm, I'm trying to boogie through because i got about, like, five minutes left. Um, we talked about communication. Um, but let's talk, delve a little deeper. You don't want somebody that agrees with everything that you say. You do not want somebody to agree with that you say, and it sounds like a dream because they'll do whatever you ask them to do, but it's not. Um, I think I told this story time before, but I'll tell it again. Um, my ex-husband, when he met me, and I, I thought I was doing a good thing by laying out the fact that, hey, these are the things that are me. I, at the, at the time, um, I was a vegetarian, and, you know, um, there are things that I didn't do, and I said, well, these is, this is my baggage, and if you want to be with me, you, you know, I'll give you the choice. You can accept it or not accept it. And not only did he accept it, he ch- he changed himself. That is not the business because it was not what he wanted. He wanted me, and that's fine, but it was not the business. Because when you change yourself for someone else, when you – put up with things that are not of you, you will eventually become um, resistant, um, resentful, um, because it's not what you want, okay? And you also have to be weary of people that agree with everything that you say because is this person loved by me? Because that's also a thing. 
the reason why love bombing works is because they listen to what you say and they act in that manner. Now, they can only keep that up for three months. And if you don't know what love bombing is, love bombing is literally somebody comes into your life. They like what you like. They do what you do. They take you to the places you want to take, that you want to go. They spend extravagant money on you. They take you on extravagant trips. And all of this is within approximately the first three to four months. And then, that's just called love bombing. You are just infatuated. This is my man. This is my soulmate. Everything has happened. This girl, is. she knows me. Like, she knows everything about me. And you open up. The more you feel comfortable, the more you open up. And then, when they can no longer hold it, because love bombing is a form that narcissists use as a form of manipulation, and it only lasts for so long. You can only be fake so long. So once the narcissist is done or once the toxic person is done playing, then they they shut you down. They no longer talk to you or they punish you, okay? And that's when the uh, when they when they got that pull and tug with you, like what what did I do? I I thought we were vibing. I thought everything was perfect. Well, it, it's the first thing that you think that you did something wrong because they love bombed you and you did nothing wrong. Okay, and I'm not saying that everybody's perfect, but I am saying when you're being love bombed, you tend to do more for the person. And then of course, when they drop you like a bad habit or they start devaluing you, then it's the situation where it's like, oh, wow, I, I don't know what I did, then they have you. So be weary of these things. One, you don't want anybody that's going to love bomb you. Two, you don't want anybody that's going to be codependent on you. If they really are um, just wanting to be with you, they were going to eventually become um, resentful for the changes that they made for you. And that's what I'm saying. So do understand that that's the thing. So you want to listen when you're dealing with people, when you're when you're having these conversations. You want to be weary of somebody who has not ever had a long-term relationship. And I mean, if you are seeking something long-term and you look like, for instance, when we go on Plenty of Fish or um, <clears throat> I think the other uh, one is Tinder, the, the big main ones, they talk about how long was your last or how long is your longest relationship. If you never see anything over a year, that's something that you want to be because they're not they're not set up for long term relationships. That's a red flag. And I'm not saying things didn't life didn't happen to them, but I'm saying that if you you go in, you go in cautiously. A red flag again is a warning. It's not an absolute. So definitely, that's something that you want to look at. Also, if they have no real friends, if they don't have a crew. Or they have no real close relationships. They don't have friends. They don't have, I mean, now obviously a lot of people don't have, a lot of people keep their um, affiliations very short. But definitely you want to look for that. So I've kind of talked through my time. So I'm going to leave you with this. Be weary of the people that you allow into your life and send them love. But look closely at them. So that's my time, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm going to have to come back and finish this up. And have a good day. Thank you for joining me on the Bachelors Radio Network. Peace.